Hey, everybody, you're back for another episode of Is It That Deep Though? with Joy and Cynthia. Hey, hey. how are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, just, you know, trucking through life. Just doing Trucking sounds so hard. It's so funny because we literally have a topic that's like about the opposite of... <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh. We're about Dang, to talk I need about more. something that's the opposite. And you're literally like, I'm trucking. I am staying up for 40 days straight, just driving this vehicle called my life. It doesn't stop. Dang. Okay, that's true. Then maybe I need this more than anybody else. So let me reframe yeah, I, that. I feel better this week. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I can't speak to the week. I can only speak for the moments that I'm in. Mm, I don't remember what I did on Monday or Tuesday. I don't recall. But I can tell you that now I feel okay. I feel great every time I get to talk to you, first of yes, all. Yes, me too. Because it used to happen so infrequently. So now that it's literally every week, it's like, I, I'm so excited to talk to you. And then, I don't know, I got my nails done. <laughs> yes, I'm getting my nails done on Saturday. You are? What are, yes. you, are you doing anything special? I am. So I never get acrylics. I only get like tips and dip powder, but I'm going to get acrylics for the first time. What is the difference? The dips are just the powder that is the color that you want. Yes. Yes. And then acrylic is just, they can paint any color on top of it. Yeah. At least that's what it sounds like. Because when I got my nails done a month ago, the girl was like, you should just get acrylics. Like, why do you always get dip? I was like, oh, I don't know. I just don't. I just thought the acrylics were really heavy. <laughs> She's like, no, you should get acrylics because they, and I was thinking in my head, I was like, maybe they're more expensive. And maybe that's why she wanted me to get them. But I've never gotten like a design. I'm getting a design done. What are you getting? Are you getting like the Chanel logo and like a bunch of oh, money signs? And- yeah, hell no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, no, no shade to you now, but that's just not me. To those I- ladies who do that. <laughs> right, exactly. But I want the, it's called negative nude or something like that. It's like the swirls. It's like you have a nude base and then like the white swirls that kind of look like a French tip, but they're like swirls. That sounds nice. It kind of almost sounds like when they have it fade into the white or something. Yeah, like an ombre type of thing. I have a lot of pictures. Yeah. So. I could I go to the same nail place and I can tell like the I know who I want to do my nails because there's a different quality. Some people mm. it, when I leave and I get home, I look closer and I'm like, yeah, this is chunky. Yeah, it's not like it doesn't look natural. But when I go to a specific when there's a specific person in that nail shop who works on my nails, they always look so natural and my nails look petite and cute. And yes. <laughs> How was your week, by the way? You went to back home to wherever you're from. I did. You I got went your back- graduation pics. I did. I took my graduation pictures. It was just, it was really nice. It was very surreal, like putting on the robe for the first time and like putting on the cap and like taking the pictures. It was really nice. And there were a lot of quince kids taking their pictures at the place. I was at the, I was at the Arboretum. So mm. it was like really nice. And then a lot of like wedding photos were happening at the same time, but I feel like this is like the first time that I was doing all the pomp and circumstance for something and I didn't feel like insecure about it, if that makes sense. I would do like I would like minimize things that are like worth celebrating in my life because I don't want all the attention. It's like, I don't want people to think that I'm full. No, I'm full of it. I'm Uh, full of it. Exactly. And deserve everything. So I was like, he was like, you should like, you know, do this pose. And I was like, yes, sir. Like I was posing <laughs> with all the things and it was nice. And He's I got like, the pictures the, back. Do the hand on the hip power pose. He like literally that. told me that. He was like, cross your arms. I was like, don't have to me twice. Oh, right? I love the cross arms. Even better. Cross arms are better than the Wonder Woman. Yes. The oh Wonder yeah, Woman that was is just both like, hands on your hip. Cross arms is like, I mean business. Yes. So <laughs> I was like, I had all those poses and oh my gosh, shout out to my sister. Like my sister was so helpful. She like got props 
and stuff. Um, and I didn't even know that she was going to do. She got like balloons for my pictures. And apparently at the plate, I had an outfit change. And apparently at the Arboretum, you can't change an outfit because of the penal code. And I mean, Dallas, what? whatever. Like, yeah. You, you can't go into the bathroom and wear different clothes for pictures no. or just at all. For anything. But I think because it's an event space, they don't want people changing in an event space. That's what the photographer told me. So he was like, you got, you can, like, do you have your outfit with you? I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, just don't show it off. Go in there and do it like, you know, inconspicuously. But I couldn't do it because it was a single occupancy stall and there was a line outside and I was like, everyone's going to uh, tell. No, oh, come on. First, I'm sorry, in the words of Sheree Whitfield, who is going to check you, boo? Like, You're, I know. who is going, they're literally going to be like, hey, officer, this lady right here just changed her clothes. <laughs> hey, officer. This one, get her out Please. of here. <laughs> Like, what? They don't give a shit about that. It's some stupid law. Like, those random laws that are like, you can't carry a loaf of bread down Main Street. Like, (laughs) random off, like, don't, like, you can have your shirt off in certain places, but in other places, you can't wear, like, yellow nail polish. I don't know. Just, yeah. Some weird, like, chicken related, like, you can't have a chicken in your left arm. You know, I don't know. Like, there's always (laughs) some random city. Where like there's some random law, so right? That just sounds like another random law that nobody is. I just wish somebody would tell you, um, ma'am, come with me. Like, they right? Exactly. You like, TikTok. Like, I need you to look at. No, it's a TikTok. Where he's like, oh. I'm gonna go to jail. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit. But overall, it was it was good. Yeah, exciting. I never had my photo professionally, like professionally taken. I know me either. Even in college, it was my sister's friend. And then, oh yeah, high school. But them pictures was just that's why I don't take those pictures. Yeah, they always look back like yikes, yikes. It's like a polo shirt, really. Those eyebrows, honey. Oh oh my gosh, it's always the eyebrows that you look back on. You're like a hundred percent. I have no eyebrows in my driver's license picture because it's from my 16. I don't (laughs) identification pictures are the the worst. I don't know if it's the linoleum lighting. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. My passport picture is atrocious. Oh, like I look like I'm smuggling something into the country. Like my (laughs) hair is disheveled. (laughs) They wouldn't let me smile. Like why not? Is that like (laughs) that's not an occasion. occasion. What do you think this is? This is serious. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some people who will literally go to get their photo, their identity, identification photos taken with like a full beat. And like, yeah, like you can tell they were like, what it didn't Jackie Ina post one? And she's like, she's like, I brought a mirror so that I could look at myself. (laughs) It's like, geez, I get it though. Take it seriously. Cause the outcome is great. You look great in your photo. That's true. And you don't have to like put your thumb over your face whenever you show your (laughs) thing in public. And then they have to look at it. It's just like, okay. Um, Oh my gosh. I'm going to tell this story. You've maybe heard it before. No, please. Not the podcast. Can I tell the story? Do it. Yeah, I can. I think I can tell the story. So my sister, a few years ago, she went to get her license photo. Just her license renewed. She did not know that they were going to make her take a photo. So she, in the spirit of just thinking she was just going to run a quick errand. She oh. was not wearing a wig under her baseball cap. She just oh. had her struggle braids yeah. under the baseball cap. 
So they made her take off the cap because you can't wear a cap in a government. <laughs> so they let her, and this was just a temporary, by the way. Like, I, I don't think, no, this, when she showed us the picture and we all like literally cried, we howled because oh. it was so, <laughs> but she looked like Seely from the color purple. Like, it looked bad. Uh, it was just a temporary license because if it was hard plastic, we would have been like, why didn't you just leave? <laughs> like, why did you? I don't even know why she didn't leave. I was like, why did you take the photo? I would literally be like, I will reset schedule thank you absolutely like, i'm not taking off my hat no she just doesn't have the kind of shame that i have no too much shame i wouldn't even even at the airport and you take a hat off because i'm i'm one for just having braids and then putting a baseball cap and just like doing my thing oh, i would never do that I'm too, oh really i do that to I'm go to the too, store i do I'm that to like worst a case scenario honey really like, I, worst case what if you meet the love of your life in that grocery store Oh man, he I mean, he won't be the love of your life because you're wearing a baseball cap and some braids. It's a braid. like you need to be prepared. <laughs> he needs to love me for me. No, I know, like I couldn't do that. But I made the mistake of doing that and going to the airport, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, take the hat off." I was like, "Huh? Oh. Like, there's no metal in here." <laughs> you should have seen that coming. Oh you my gosh, I did it, and I, I had don't to know take why it off for all those people. There have been times I've been scared about my wig. That like, what if like the clips like go off in the we- metal detector, and they're like. <laughs> the wig take it off it must come off and i'd be like i would literally be like can we go to a private room <laughs> like, please take me to the room you have in the back and i will do whatever you need <laughs> i'm not taking my wig off in public and i'm not no. wigless in public like if no. i'm gonna have my real hair out it's going to be out because i wanted it out like it's gonna right. be styled it's gonna be slicked back whatever i'm not going to cover it up <laughs> I, anyways, child. Yeah, um, I don't have anything to report on my week, so let's get into the the fun okay. topics. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, one of the topics, and I know, like, we already kind of talked about Kardashian stuff last week, but I just thought it was interesting because I didn't know this. So apparently, sadly, I started watching the Kardashian show on Hulu. I know. No! I know. What? It just rolled over because I was watching oh, Judge Steve no. Harvey, and then I finished all the episodes this season. I know. What the? You're telling me? First of all, why are you watching that? I what are you know. doing? I don't know. <laughs> all the things you could be watching, you're like. So I watched the Kardashian show, but I also was watching Judge Steve Harvey first. But before that, I was watching, like, was watching the real life of Black China or whatever. Like, <laughs> what the nice. hell? So, I know it was just you know I was going so through. So it some came stuff on and you didn't stop it. You said, I didn't stop it, so I started watching let it. This happen. Okay. Yeah, and they knew what they were doing with that first episode because it's like very like this huge problem. Like Saint or one of her children is on Roblox and sees like a pop up of like a new sex tape of hers or something, and he shows his mom because he can't read, and she's like, "That's an ad for like a sex tape that I didn't even know still existed." So she's freaking out, calling her lawyers or whatever. And apparently, it was like Ray J's manager, Whack One Hundred, was either allegedly threatening to release unseen footage of their sex tape and she like was contacting her lawyers and it was like a big plot point first episode and I was like okay they knew what they were doing because they got a lot of people in and I think the episode ended where like apparently her and Kanye were already going through their divorce but Kanye flew and met with Ray J to get the hard drive of all of the with all the videos from the sex tape and paid like an undisclosed amount of money flew back to where Kim was because she was hosting SNL and gave it to her and she was crying. And I that wasn't real, right? I looked it up to see if it was real because I was like, this is just too seamless, like and all that. So what I found out was that Ray J apparently and Kim Kardashian and Ray J's mom and Kim's mom all knew at the beginning back when they had that sex tape that they planned to distribute it and everybody was on the same page and it was a surefire plan that we're going to distribute the sex tape because sex tapes are like really popular 
popular and we're going to hopefully make money out of it. And it was something that they were all aware of. And for all these years, Kim made it seem that like, oh, you know, this was done like without my consent. And now 20 years later, it's trying to ruin my legacy and all that. And I was just wondering, was that something that you had heard of at all? Or you probably don't even care about. No, sorry. I was rolling my eyes because you said legacy. It was ruining. Your legacy is the tape. I know. That's what she said. What are you talking about? 20, 50, 1,000 years from now, everybody will be like Kim Kardashian from the sex tape. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody. What else is she to be remembered as? Kanye's ex-wife? What else is the title? Like, what else is the thing? It's literally the sex. She tape. owns the brand of of skin tight underwear. What is skims? Is it like oh, it's like girdles? Wear? Yeah, or like shapewear. Okay. <laughs> what else? I guess reality TV. She, yeah. She's a reality star, right? But- like, what is your leg? Don't act like you're Princess Diana, and it's like, oh no, this is gonna. Anyways, child. Um. Yeah, I've heard rumors that they knew it was going to happen and that they plan to distribute it. And I believe it. I was going to ask you, like, what sources you can cite that confirmed for you this is true. But I've I mean, it's been a rumor that's been floating around that did it yeah. for the attention and the money. Yeah, honestly, YouTube videos like those are my sources. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really weary or wary both of mm-hmm. people who record themselves, quote unquote, speaking facts about celebrities that they've never met. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I've fallen prey to a bunch of TikToks where people will be like, did you know that this is actually what happened and this has happened? And then that's why this celebrity did this and that. And mm-hmm. people will be like, that's not true. That's not. That's literally all lies. What was what? There was one that came out. I can't even remember it. Just like people be saying whatever on TikToks and because yep. they say it matter of factly, everybody's like, oh my gosh, spread it around. This yep. is true. And some, mm-hmm. most, sometimes it's not. But I believe that. <laughs> yeah, I believe that they oh. knew it was going to happen. I don't believe that Kanye gave her anything real. I think that was some fake stunt that they had mm-hmm. to dead it. So in that YouTube video, apparently like Ray J went on his Instagram and like made this long like post about how like Kim, I'm really disappointed about how this all played out. Like apparently she said that um, like I think she made made a joke in the in the episode about how I don't know how there could be unreleased footage. I don't know. Like, what did he do? Put stuff a dildo up my ass or something like that? And he was like, I would never do that. That's inconsensual or unconsensual. This is something. Da-da-da. And he went into a long detail. Like I knew. Like we all knew what the plan was. We all knew what time it was. But you're making it seem like I'm a liar and all that. So apparently Ray J like posted all of that on his Instagram. Mm. Have I confirmed it to be true? No, but I know he he um like was posting under the shade room when they were like Kanye purchased Kim's all of her two hours of the sex tape. Yeah. All of it. And he gifted it to her at SNL. I heard that. I mean, I saw Ray J had posted underneath like that's all lies. I never because you can't tell Ray J that he sold Kanye anything if he's like, I did not. When you said that you were watching the show and you started talking about the plot, my first thought was, how do you know anything that you saw was factual? How do you know that what was on the screen that her son was looking at wasn't like edited in? How do you know he was actually even looking at that? The show is fake because the truth is they're really not that interesting of people. So no, to get people to come to this show, like you said, they had to have a big, heavy thing to like rope people in. Let's use a sex tape again. It worked the first time. When we wanted y'all to pay attention to her, like it's gonna keep working. Let's keep acting like this shit is relevant. Because at this right. point, like 
even if we got more of the sex tape, anybody really care? Like, no, no. And I think that's they even mentioned that in the episode. Chloe was like, oh, it's like season one of keeping up again with the sex tape being the main thing that's going on in our lives or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm out to I only saw that first episode. And then I watched like the beginning of the next episode to see what was in that suitcase. But other than that, I'm not watching I just it again. Don't, I don't like them enough to I don't want to know how these people live or even a fake narrative of how they live. Like, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't I ain't got shit else to say. I see that Travis is already performing again. I'm like, this dude literally uh, waited like a month and a half before he started trying to get back out there. And I'm like, so 10 people can die. I know in your presence. And you are so unaffected that after like a month and a half, you're like, let me perform again. Like, I need to get right. back to it. It's just I don't know. Those people to me just seem evil in a way that's like, yep. like the Illuminati type of evil. That's like. Y'all must have sold your souls to the devil or something Mm -hmm. because like, I feel like Chris has worked her magic to get him booked again. And they're just going to act like that concert never happened. And like those people didn't die. I feel like they're going to help him worm his way out of a lot of those lawsuits. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's, it's disgusting to kind of see evil prevail. Like (laughs) people like that don't get a comeuppance. They just keep getting what they want. We gotta right. talk about something else because now yeah. I'm mad. The next thing I was gonna say probably is gonna make you even more mad. But so apparently ASAP Rocky just proposed to no, Rihanna. No, 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 <laughs> no. Next topic. No. <laughs> I don't want to hear about this. Sorry, Rihanna is not alive to me anymore. Sorry. No! Like she she's she's peacefully enjoying her life separate from me. That's how I'll put it. I don't care about anything she does anymore i don't mm-hmm. care about their relationship she to me now is just another billionaire who can do whatever she wants wow. and will live a happy life i mean whatever happens with asap rocky like i just you have to judge people by the partners they choose that is you yeah just do like yeah if if somebody if a white person is married to a racist even if they're like i challenge him on all the racist stuff he says you're with him you married him so part of you was like Racism is not a big deal to me. So to me, with her, colorism is not a big deal to her. The Black Lives Matter movement may not be a big deal to her. Like, because mm. what? I mean, I don't know. I don't know their lives. I just don't like hearing stuff like that because I really, I really held her in a special place in my heart. And I know. To see her, I was like, that's literally who. That it just reeks of like this is the best I could do. That was the easiest. That's just uh. what it says to me. Because you cannot tell me that that is literally the best person. Right. She could deserve mm-hmm. unless she's just a bad person. So maybe that's maybe that's the case. I don't know. I don't I know. With it. It's an it's a really interesting topic because I do. I, I think it's true. Your partner who you spend a lot of time with sheds some light on like who you are as a person, because it's basically what you're willing to, you know, put up with and tolerate. And if there's like behaviors that are just not, you know, appropriate or problematic or anything like that, you're willing to put up with that. And I, I mean, we don't again. Yeah, we don't know what's going on behind closed mm-hmm. doors, but you know what? I think part of the reason why I abhor it, abhor, abhor it. Abor, my laboratory. <laughs> I don't know Get how to say the word abor. Get out of my laboratory. All right. <laughs> um, the reason I hate it so much, I think, is because I fear it. Mm. I fear that that is in me as well. That deep down, mm. all women are so desperate or mm-hmm. yearning, not desperate, let's say yearning of mm-hmm. like companionship mm-hmm. and partnership that eventually we all will be in a situation where we're with somebody. It's okay to be with somebody who's not perfect. Like I get it. People mm-hmm. are complicated. We're all chaotic, good, chaotic, whatever. But 
that we would all that it could be in me too, mm-hmm. that I could end up with a guy and fall in love with a guy or a person and that they could be have a part of them that's so against my principles or morals. But I'm so like, well, at least I have someone or this is, you know, the best it's going to get, mm-hmm. you know, that I would just overlook. I just hate I don't like that idea because I I just feel like I don't I want to see black women with good people. I know that is so true. And I think that part is in not in I think it's something that is in a lot of women, but you have to make the choice to act on it or to be critical and reflect on it and like make a different decision. Right. But none of us yeah. are. I mean, just from what I've witnessed myself, my friends, Rihanna, none of yeah. us are critical. We all pick people who give us horrible warning signs and we stay because it's easy. It's convenient. You know, we get along type of shit. And it just makes me feel like, oh, like it just makes me sad. It makes me feel hope less, not hopeless, but gives me less hope for Mm -hmm. good partnership and healthy partnership. Yeah. I will say though, those people, you're not with them forever. Like, I mean, Rihanna might be because they're going to get married. Isn't that the goal though? I don't know. Right. But it's like, if you're able to realize like, okay, this person, okay, I was all these red flags. I was treating them like six flags. And now I got off the ride and I realized it's not good for me. I'm out. What? What? <laughs> it's like, what? that. okay, that was a life lesson. Have you not Where heard Where did that? you get that from? I can't even remember, bro. I remember hearing that. It's like, yeah, I'm looking at these red flags and they were looking like six flags for a while. <laughs> I've heard and I was like, like, that's me. I've searched somebody. I've heard somebody, I think it was Nicole Byer who on her podcast was like, uh, when I see a flag, I just treat it like the American flag and I salute it. <laughs> I like something like, <laughs> I think it's funny when we, when we can joke about just knowing that we need to work on how we pick mm-hmm. in the fact that we don't, I just, I don't, it makes me just, cause I, I don't see enough black women in healthy, good loving. We really got Sierra and that's it. That's why she's so controversial because black women are like, we need you. We need to see you. We need to see you and your loving family. And black men are so pissed. Like, take that hope away from these women. Like, stop (laughs) showing her. Stop showing black women that they can have a good man who doesn't cheat on them. Right. Because then they'll start challenging me. Loves your kid that's not even his. Like, they hate it. (laughs) It pisses them off. How do we get here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, next topic, please. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like this week was pretty dry besides like big political stuff, which I know we just don't. I got a couple. Go I got a couple then. Perfect. So, so one thing that I've noticed on Twitter is that that now people are people are saying some people have said that Jack Harlow is now the new best white male rapper and that he has surpassed Eminem. Eminem? Yes, honey. That's what the that's what some people are saying. It's the people who were born in like what two thousand three. Do 2000, I mean, maybe, maybe it's got to be because in 2003, like, I don't, I don't think you would be too familiar with Eminem's work. Yeah. The barriers. I mean, Eminem, that's not fair because Eminem literally walked. So wait, yes, he walked. So Jack Harlow could run. Absolutely. Like, that's like saying, that's like saying like Tamika Mallory is like, has like surpassed Rosa Parks or some shit like that. It's like, oh yeah, you can do what you do because right. Rosa, Par- Rosa Parks didn't get up from her right. feet. That's why exactly. you are where you're at freely protesting and doing shit. So like, don't right. come. That's what it feels like. Oh, exactly. Compared to white rappers to civil rights. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Oops. Dang. Well, y'all know our email address, I guess. No, no, no. Stop telling people. <laughs> stop telling people to come to us with complaints. <laughs> You'll be like, you don't like it. Email us that. <laughs> so like, no. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I don't want any anybody to bully me. 
<laughs> I just feel I let's just I recognize let's have a moment of recognizance for that. That's true. That's I did true, not mean I'm, to do that. Absolutely not. But no, I, no. I just wanted to communicate that whether you appreciate the certain things that Eminem has said about beating women's asses, <laughs> whether that's a problem for you or not, we all can admit that he was really good excellent and earned his spot and paid his dues Mm -hmm. to where everybody alike equally respects him as a rapper they don't call eminem a white rapper he is a rapper right that's true jack harlow to most people is still a white rapper Mm -hmm. and he i I like his music i like i like some of his music i haven't heard i've actually i've heard first class i have Um, it yeah i've I've heard it i listened to it i just feel like he's showing his age (laughs) with like I know. You literally sampled Glamorous like it's from the 90s. Like that mo- song came out like 10 years ago, but 10 yeah. years ago, he would have been like, what? 10? 10. 13. Crazy. So. It just makes me feel old that he like, <laughs> he sampled, sampled Glamorous by Fergie because it, it doesn't feel like the song is that old. No. Like it's not old enough to be sampled, but okay. But yeah, he's he's pretty solid. I feel, I'm keeping a, an eye on him because he's like too, mm-hmm. too good. I know. You know what I mean? Like, White rappers, white people can disappoint you in general. So I just absolutely worried about something coming out about him and being like, oh, I was rooting for you. You know what I mean? No, I know. And ever since he started like, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say ever since he like, you know, developed his little facial hair and all that type of stuff. It's like, okay. Oh, no, I don't think that looks good. They kind of compare him to Mr. Tumnus a little bit on the <gasps> Whoa. He, he looked he look like Mr. Tumnus a little bit with the You're facial right. hair. But Yikes. No I shade. feel like he looked better. I think he's a cute little boy. Yeah, he's a little boy. He, he, he gives me, like, charisma. Like, when you yes. look at him, he's not, like, conventionally what you would want. Mm-hmm. But the way that he can talk and his his abilities with rap and stuff like that. And he seems he very much gives like he grew up around black people. Like he's not like mm-hmm. a G-Eazy or a Macklemore who are like this or like even worse, a little dicky. Like who's like, oh, this is ironic. Let me get into rap. I cannot oh, I want to do this. It very much gives like he did grow up listening to Waka Flocka, like he says, and he mm-hmm. probably was spitting rhymes in school mm-hmm. and then decided to take it seriously. So I respect him and I like his music. He don't he don't say the N-word. As far as we know, that's true. That's true. Yeah. His music goes off. I thought he sounded really good. Every song I've heard him do, for the most part, he sounded good. He's the only rapper who has worked, at least straight rapper, because I feel like Saucy Santana is going to do a song with Lil Nas X. Mm. But he's the only straight rapper who has collabed with Lil Nas X. That's true. In a time where all of these rappers are mad at Lil Nas X for being publicly gay. Gay. Literally for <laughs> being gay. That's all Just that for is. being publicly gay. Didn't T.I. say, like, well, if Lil Nas X can kick his shit in peace, why can't the baby call you all a bunch of slurs and shame you for having STDs. Sir, go back to prison. Aren't you almost there anyway? Oh, your your words to the Lord. Oh, but so annoying. Um, anyways, it's too soon. Like, give him like, like mm-hmm. I don't think he has a record anywhere close to what Eminem. Absolutely not, not. even the real Slim Shady. Please stand up. Like, there's right. not a Jack Harlow song that Black people unanimously know. Right. I don't think so. That right. If, like maybe the one that came out like two years ago was Poppin', but that song was just a. It was a breakout hit. It was not yeah. a song that like if it comes on, everyone's like, oh shit. I don't think that it caught. It's his breakout hit, but it didn't catch fire the way right. that the real Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. please stand up i mean yeah. eminem has so many songs that i don't even know the names of them but if you played them i would be like i have heard exactly 
Remember when he collabed with was it D12? <laughs> oh yeah. Don't even know the name of yeah, my, my band. band. <laughs> like they want to hold hands. <laughs> that song was fun. My band, my band. He was so fun. Like he was just so. He used to just be so fun. And then even yeah. when he came back and did like "Love the Way You Lie." With oh like yeah, Rihanna and stuff like that. It was still mm-hmm. like he he's had a long history of making good music that people like. Yes. And Jack Harlow just got here. So I, he just, just I mean, he's, he's been trying. He's been doing this for some time. But like, I think first class maybe his first like actual, maybe his second hit. Definitely. Because he's had other songs. Yeah, I've listened to have a, an album or two of his and he has good songs, but none of those songs have caught fire. Right. I think he has, oh, I mean, this is from his feet, but I think he has a career Lil Dicky thought that he would have got and why would Lil Dicky think he'd have any kind of real career? I don't like I feel like Lil Dicky thinks really, really highly of himself just from the few things that I've seen that he's done. I think he just has too much audacity and confidence for where he is right now. And I just don't like him. I but. don't trust white people who use yeah. rap, ironically. Yeah, I agree. It's not yours. And it's you're not. doing it and making fun of yourself or making fun of it and thinking you're going to make money. Lil Dicky was never going to be a big rapper. He yeah, had that TV show that people tried to get me to watch. And I was like, no, 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 I'm no, not definitely watching not. this. No, hell no. I literally had like black men telling me like the show's really good. And I'm like, Ew, I would look at you sideways if you told me that you watched it. Like, how dare you? Shouldn't y'all be mad? Y'all Thank should be you. madder than me. It's true. <laughs> hey, what? How but, sad. I mean, child. I know. Um, the only other thing I want to say is following up on the Courtney Taylor, Kristen, Christian Obumselli case. Oh, they were yeah. on Dr. Phil today, bro. No way. Yo, my cousin called, texted me and was like, they are on Dr. Phil right now. I literally downloaded Hulu Live TV so that I could watch (laughs) it at work. I literally caught the last minute so that I could rewind it all the way to the beginning. So new information that his family has now said. So the family isn't really trying to call anybody to action. They were just basically lamenting like, so apparently like his mom found out that he died because the medical examiner called her the day after and said, Hey, we need your permission to harvest his organs to get- donate them. Wow. She was like, what are you talking about? Oh my God. They're like, is this dude not related to you? And she was, she was like, what are you, what are you saying? Like what? Mm-hmm. And they, they said, Oh, did nobody call you and tell you he was dead? <laughs> so she, and then when her, she had the mom had the aunt, call the police station or something or and they confirm yes he passed and then when they got in touch with the police they, the police didn't give them an exact cause of death it just the, the, it was so negligent it oh was my weird goodness. the police were giving them attitude and so you get the I mean, police yeah because they were saying you know they're honestly me and my cousin were talking a little bit more it's miami so it's oh yeah are crazy out there they probably get maybe 10 homicides a day I mean, oh that's gosh. probably even lowballing it. Right. They, they get a lot of, you know, so to them, they're desensitized and somebody's murder and death doesn't mean oh, we have to alert the parents immediately. They're probably thinking, yeah, we'll get to it, which is really wow. shitty. Wow, I know. Because really when you're on that other side, it's heartbreaking. But to them, 100%. they're probably thinking, you, you think you're the only one, so we need to call to tell them that a family member died child no but so that was horrible and then they said they confirmed another funny thing they said was that basically 
what they when they were communicating with the detective and the detective after 24 hours told them we have enough evidence to show that he it was self-defense within 24 hours a full autopsy isn't completed so they were right we have enough evidence that it was completely self-defense and we're closing the case full autopsy had even been completed so yeah just based off of the fact that the girl apparently also they said that Courtney told the cops two different stories mm. about what happened. They, she at first said that she threw the knife at him and then it just happened to like to land in his shoulder. Oh, then she came up with the whole he pinned me down again. This is all allegedly because it's right. what the family says the detectives told them. So there I guess so much time. Had, I, obviously, they didn't. This wasn't a live show. They probably filmed it maybe a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and it just premiered. So at that time, this is what they were saying. The detectives had told them about what happened. Um, And then they also said that uh, the detectives told them that Courtney told them (laughs) that she and Christian had actually recently reconciled. So when he died, they were together. Oh, whereas she told the friends, you know, those OnlyFans collaborators that she's friends with that. Oh, yeah. Actually broke it up a month ago. Actually, it turns out no, but they got back together. Right. Um, So that's why he was in the apartment. But uh, she told the police apparently that he forced his way in. But she also told the police that they had recently reconciled. Um, And then uh, what else? Oh, the family basically said. He was broke when he got with her. So the way, because they played the video, they played almost all the social media videos that we had seen. So they played the interview where she was saying, I only date rich black guys. Right. And, you know, the father kind of chuckled and said he wasn't rich. (gasps) When they met, he had just recently lost his job. And the family was actively supporting him. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't working when they were together at all. Wow. He was collecting money from his family. And so all the trips we saw them take on their Instagram, all the Burberry and like uh, name brand designer clothing, she paid for. Wow. Which to me was it made everything click because the mm-hmm. one thing I was thinking is, damn, are white women so enticing to y'all that they right. can be beating the shit out of you and yelling at you and all of this stuff and you would still be in love with her right part of it now seems if not most of it was the luxurious lifestyle that she Mm -hmm. was providing i mean you get to live in this luxury condo you're not paying the rent there right clothes on your back all the nice designer clothes you're going to bali and dubai wherever they went you're going all over the world probably flying first class staying in nice places and in exchange she just gets to scream at you and be extremely controlling and slap you in front of your friends and wow scream at you they said uh, they had a friend who also was there but virtually and they disguised her voice and obviously the screen wasn't dang Yeah. And she I'm pretty sure I know who it was, but I won't air it out. She she was just saying, you know, we knew Christian first and he was always Mm. really goofy and sweet and kind. Then when he got with her after a few months, it just turned dark Mm. and she would, you know, get jealous very easily, get mad over little things. She would hit hit him in the chest, on his shoulders. She would take him outside and we could just hear her screaming at him, like screaming at him. And then you could just see physically the toll that the stress of the relationship was taking on him. Oh my God. Yeah. And so that's their side. They didn't interview the neighbor. I mean, they didn't mention even the neighbor who said that he saw Christian attack her Mm. through the window. So they did. I mean, they only referenced, you know, what her friends had said. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the very end of the interview, they had reached out to the her lawyer, Courtney's Mm -hmm. lawyer, and the lawyer just had given them some statements to read. 
Mm. And the lawyer said Courtney's statements have not been released publicly. So there's no way the family can say that she's given conflicting testimony because they haven't officially read what mm. or seen what she has said. And then the lawyer said that Christian was a part of some sex trafficking with her. Whoa. Which the family had said in the interview, because, you know, when the when the lawyer said it originally that she was a victim of sex trafficking, mm-hmm. Dr. Phil was like, I think he's throwing shade at y'all or like your son saying that he was doing it. Right. And they said that, how is that even possible when she's freely traveling all over the world, flaunting her money? Ta- how- right. I'm assuming it's just that he was probably her personal assistant, and coordinated some trips she took mm. for OnlyFans. Right. Content, which is porn. Yeah. Right. So technically, if you're flying somewhere to do porn, is that sex trafficking? It's semantics. I mean, yeah, sex trafficking is when you have no control over it. So yeah, absolutely. It's that, against your will. Yeah. I don't think that she ever did not know where she was going or whatever. But and then uh, the lawyer said that she, he actively was controlling her by providing her with Xanax. So I was yeah. just kind of like, kind of. I mean, I I don't know. I I just feel like we just need to really hear mm-hmm. the evidence and see it because I don't want right. to hear what her what she's told her lawyer. It Absolutely honestly not. sounds like lies, kind of now, mm-hmm. um, because they got back together and then. Oh, and the the one thing they said is because the friends had said, you know, he was stealing money from her, and so the one thing that Doctor Phil and the family's attorney pointed out was. That is literally motive for murder. Is right. It not? Because if you're pissed at him for stealing mm-hmm. money from you, maybe you killed him out of anger. Right. And the fact, apparently, she didn't tell the police that at all. She never told the police that he was stealing money from her. Mm. So, and she didn't tell her friends that they got back together. So it just kind of seems like there's not a consistency across the board. Right. That, yeah, if he was stealing money from you, that is motive for murder. So at the end of the episode, they said the update was as of like the last week of April that Miami prosecutors have reopened the case and are okay. in his death. Wow. And that's, those are the updates. Oh my God. I feel God. bad for the family. I feel like that's all I was thinking about. Like, I feel bad for the family, obviously for his death, but just to be able to have to relive it and hear all these mm, stories, yeah. like I can't even imagine. They look so yeah. broken. I'm it's sure. funny because Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil at one point asked each of them what they do for work. He oh. was like, and what what do you do? And the mom was like, I'm a nurse. And he oh my asked God. the dad, what do you do? And he said, I'm a technician. Yes. Yeah. Because what do you do? I'm a lawyer and a food blogger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a food blogger. And I asked the brother, what do you do? And he said, I'm a te- I'm a project manager for like a biotech company. Yep. Sounds all and right. So I thought it was at first to him being like, so this wasn't somebody who should be killed at all. He came from mm. a great family. But it wasn't that. He said, and so did y'all know that she was on OnlyFans? Did that seem like something that y'all be okay with (laughs) right because the point was to juxtapose he came from a really respectable family but right dating a porn star yeah why and they've said that yeah they knew that he in the last time they saw him or maybe i'm not sure thanksgiving 2020 he showed them her instagram (sighs) and they were like is this what you this is you i know right and he was just so pumped and excited about the relationship and ever since then he they hadn't really seen him maybe at all maybe much since 2020 um and they obviously never met her yeah never talked to her i'm sure that her parents met him because i feel like white girls are very big on like you gotta meet my mom and my dad i'm sure he spent christmas with her family i'm sure i'm yeah oh my gosh didn't bring her to his african home because of obvious reasons obviously 
You know, yeah. I just was like, his family has got to be looking at all these photos of her as like, she must be an alien to them. Like they are yeah. immigrants straight from Nigeria. His parents right. have thick accents. Mm-hmm. And this blonde haired, blue eyed white woman you were living with and having this whole life with that they didn't know. Right. It's got to be so confusing. It's so just, like, confusing. strange. Like that's the type of stuff that like, even I feel like my mom would just shut down if she ever, even if heard anything like that, she's like, I don't want to talk about that stuff. Don't, t- don't show that to me. I was like, that's how people be living their life. Yeah, it's very sad. So yeah. I don't know what else to say. They briefly talked about the tweets, but obviously for like half a second, because they're like, that doesn't matter. Right. Because we're right. talking about the case now. We're talking about right. the murder. We're not. It, I think the tweets only matter when you're talking about them saying we need the community support to fight. Yeah, this. that's when the tweets are relevant. But right. when we're just talking about he was killed and the police were negligent. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the police officers did not do their jobs and are treating us like shit. Right, exactly. For today's topic, I wanted to talk about the idea of soft life and how that's something similar to like the black girls luxury movement that's gotten really popular, especially like on TikTok and like Twitter. Soft life basically is philosophy or lifestyle where we've, especially as black women, have worked too hard with very little recognition and a lot of stress and oppression our entire lives and are seen as the people in life that are meant to do that. Workhorses are seen as like having superhuman strength and aren't seen as like people who deserve to live a softer, less work-fueled life. And soft life is like, you know what? I'm not going to be working over like too hard or more than I need to. I'm going to live a soft life. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to rest. I'm going to take care of myself. And that's something that I feel like I deserve in a world where we don't deserve that just based on how we're treated. And that's something that I have seen a lot recently. I am definitely buying into it. Like I want a soft life. I also recognize that there are a lot of other topics that are conflated with it. Capitalism and elitism and classism, similar to like the black girls luxury movement. But one thing that I think makes it different is that it focuses on restoration and rest, or at least the way that I look at it. And yeah, I feel like we, especially as black women deserve to be to rest and deserve restoration and deserve to be around people who will see us as beings that like, yeah, she's taking a break because she needs it. Not like she's taking a break because she was pushed to the point of exhaustion and can't work and be productive for our capitalistic society anymore. So that's like what soft life is. My question is, if that's something that you've heard, Joy, or if you even heard of like the idea of soft life, maybe not the term. I have literally never heard of that before today, but (laughs) I immediately identified with it because when I... That's all I want for my life is 100%. I want to be the kind of person who can move into a nice apartment and not be like, oh, how am I going to afford my rent? Like, I just want that shit to come naturally. Like, of course, I live in a safe area Mm -hmm. with like a good, you know, front office. Of course, I can take this trip and be able to make my way through this foreign country without hassle. Yeah, of course, I can buy new clothes if I need them. And if I need comfortable good quality jeans and I need to shell out 60 to a hundred dollars for them. It's fine. Like I need, I want to be able to have the things I need. And I feel like the things that we, these are things that I just see white people have easily. <laughs> like right. not every white person 
has, you know, stability or a soft life. But I feel like with Black women, especially like you said, we just are not accustomed to that. We're, right. We've seen our moms work really hard yes. and really raise the families while, the, you know, most most of our fathers aren't as present or, you mm-hmm. know, Black women have to carry everything on their back. They got to work overtime. They got to do this, this, this. And I, I don't want that. I want right. very much to be like my life is for the most part. There's ease there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny because when I look for a partnership, I look for somebody who can get me closer to a soft life. Right. Who is somebody to where we can maybe own property or move into a nicer building together mm-hmm. and just be it be more easy. It just and then I, I have your help so that I don't have to carry the weight of life and bills and different things alone. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to certain women about that, they view it as it's not all about money. It's not just about money. And I'm like. It's not about it's not me saying I need a man who can give me a Birkin. It's about I need a man or a person who can give me a soft life in the Mm -hmm. future. Do you we see in these couples where both people have pretty good jobs and they'd be going to Tokyo. They'd be going to Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii and Hawaii. They'd be going just abroad and be having a blast. And it's Mm -hmm. no big deal. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with all of that. I not to say that I don't want to work hard because I I feel work hard. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to work hard. (laughs) No, actually, you know what? No, that's not bad. Actually, no, let me amend. I don't want to work hard. Not to say that I didn't used to work hard. I don't currently work hard, but I feel like I'm working harder than I need to be. I don't think that that's right. Especially if it's like you're working hard for little recognition and you're sacrificing and living an unpleasant life because of like systemic oppressive issues, financial issues. And then also because it's like, okay, well, that's kind of like what we, we see you as a person who works hard and who it's like, oh, you don't live like a quality lifestyle. You have to struggle. It's like, I mean, we expect that of you. I don't want to be in that category of people. And I want to live a soft life and be treated like, oh, of course, like she's not doing that because why would she? You know, she lives like a life of leisure. I want to work efficiently. When I go to work, I want to be on. I want to get shit done. Absolutely. I want to, you know, do things that contribute and that are useful. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work hard where I take in all this extra work and stay three hours past. Exactly. Oh, we can give it to her. She can do it. You know, I don't want work to be my life. Right. I want to have a good balance where whatever happens at work stays at work. And when I leave, I have my own life. I'm working mm-hmm. on that part. I'm not yeah, quite there yet. I, I want to have another sector of my life where it is a lot of exciting things that have nothing to do with work. And it's the balance isn't really there for me just now. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that because I feel like I'm the same way. But I think what really highlighted that for me is working in the clinic that I work now where I'm working with two supervisors who are just they've been doing the same thing for decades and they stay at work really, really late. And they it, it's clear that they take their work with them and it shows up on who they are. Not to say that they're not good people and they're excellent in other regards, but it's like, I don't want to be the type of the person who's like, I look like I lived a hard life. I mean, that's kind of mean to say, but I just feel like I was having a conversation with one of the supervisors who, you know, she, I, I take her and I leave her. I take her when I see her at work and then I leave her when I leave. And she was like, you know, I can't like, can you, she told me to bend down and pick up something. And she was like, I can't do that anymore. I'm not young like you. And, you know, I feel like I, I can't do things that I want to do. And it's like, I'm, and now I'm overweight and like making all these like comments about what? I know How does she get there. What does that have to do with anything? I was just Wait. sitting there like this is 730 in the morning. Like, let's test this child for autism and like keep it pushing. But she was making all these <laughs> comments about like, like how 
my life is so this. And it's like, I, like, I wish I could take the day off to go and like get my hair done, but I can't do that. Mind you. I literally last week left work to go pick up a wig and get it installed. You I was can like, leave work. Yeah. I mean, the kind of work you do is maybe important and you can't leave. I mean, I got it all done. I, I left work cause I finished everything. Early. Yeah. I leave work all the time. Yeah. Stuff. You are allowed to, you cannot expect me to be here for eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't make any sense. I am allowed to go to the UPS store and drop stuff off. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to go get my lashes done. That's an appointment. That That's is an appointment. appointment. Period. I'm allowed to go to the doctor for an appointment. Like I'm allowed to go and do whatever I need to do as long as I'm just not gone for like two or three hours. Right. Yeah, and the work is fine. fine. I don't know. Some doctors be running late. So it's just That's true. I think you to drive there. But like, long story short, I was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't know what, how the ins and outs of her life are, but I was like, I don't want to be like that where I'm just like, I've given so much to this job and I've given so much to this that I'm like now looking back, it's like, oh, and like making all these passive aggressive comments about myself or self-depreciating, not passive aggressive yeah, comments. Or, but it's being Both. bitter. Being about- bitter, right? <laughs> it's like, I want to have an, like a life that is like, okay, I was productive. I did what I wanted to do. I helped people, but I do not want it to show up on my face. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to look like I was suffering for years and years. So and what's years. the difference between a uh, soft life and self-care? I see you have that on the list. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Thank I'm you so much. Curious. Yes. I think that there is a difference. I think self-care is stuff that we all need to do regardless. I think that's just part of being a human being, like taking care of yourself, taking time away from your work to do things that you enjoy doing, getting enough sleep, working out, like doing your skincare, doing activities that bring in poor life into you. I think a soft life is like, you're already doing self-care because you need that to survive. A soft life is like, okay, now also you live a life of that's like equitable in society where you do not have to live an unpleasant life or sacrifice that is not, that does not need to happen in order to live a fair life. Like everybody should have a fair, to have fair access to a good quality life and good standards of living. That's not how it is right now, but I feel like everybody should have a, a restorative life and everyone doesn't partially because of like systemic things, um, which is like the majority of it, but also because I think it's also a change of mindset too. And I think like you can't change everything about your class position and like where you are in life and you can't do, there's a lot of stuff you can't do about racism and things like that, but mm-hmm. some small choices to be like, okay, I deserve a fair quality of life. And I'm going to make the choices so that I can get that at least in like small doses. I think that's different. right. I think that's why I actively at this point in my life, try to not pay as much attention to injustices, racial mm-hmm. in nature, mm-hmm. anti-woman in nature, because it's just, it's too, I can't be mad about everything. I can be, mm-hmm. I can say that's fucked up and move on with my day. Mm-hmm. And then where I can fit in and do something, do my part, I can do that. But mm-hmm. I can't sit and lament. That's why in, in a smaller scale, I just, don't pay attention to the Kardashians because mm. like, I can't be pissed every day. I can't be black power every day. I a hundred percent. I used to really be like, I'm not watching any more movies that don't have a black person in them. Like all these all white movies. I'm not watching them because you're erasing black people from the worlds that you're creating. Mm-hmm. But then I was after a while, I was like, so there's some good movies out there. So I'm just not going to watch them. And then I'm going to be that person who says, oh, I haven't seen that. Guess that's an all white cast. That director doesn't work with black people. And it's just I don't some some things just don't have to be my cross to bear. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that maybe fits into this soft life thing. I don't want to mentally make myself struggle. Right. You know, there's like 
physical labor with work and pushing yourself too hard. I don't want to mentally do that to myself by finding different things to get pissed at every day and giving them all my energy. Absolutely. Like, I feel like, especially when I was younger, I was like very politically active. I still am, but I internalized a lot of that stuff and felt like I had to always be like protest, protest, protest. It's like, that's too much. It's too much of a strain on my brain. I can recognize that like there are these like systemic, like I mentioned, inequalities and there are all these issues. And my life is a political life just by virtue of being a black woman. My life is political, but I can't act on that every single day. Like you will burn out. And then at the same right. time, you're doing that for people who don't even care. So I don't know. I don't want to bring any of that energy into any relationship I have. I don't mm. want to. Did you ever see the movie Something New? Is that the movie with Gina Rodriguez? No, no, girl. No, okay, never I've mind. never I haven't seen any of Regina Rodriguez's work. Okay, that was her work. And that's um, true. I wanted to make sure I was telling the truth. I haven't seen any of her work. It's not the one even... with Sonal Oh, where no. she's with that fine ass white man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, no, that's not the one where she cut all her hair off, right? No, that's something else where it's called like shaving my head or something. <laughs> like, Is it called Nappy Napoli Ever After? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I always see that on Netflix. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch that movie. That. Was interesting. I feel like that movie should have just focused on the fact that you could do whatever you want with your hair and there's you're not betraying yourself if you go straight or not. Oh, she, yeah. The movie was about how it was such a big decision for her to no longer get her hair permed and to just shave it off and then let it grow naturally. Mm-hmm. And that because her she got back with her boyfriend and he asked her to straighten her hair. It was like a dagger uh-huh. in her heart because he implied like her hair naturally wasn't like good enough. I was like, it's not that serious. It's really yeah. not. But anyways, I get it. Anyways, the movie I'm talking about is called something new it's her it's about how she gives dating this white man who's like uh, a carpenter what's it called when you work on a contractor oh he was like he was renovating her home that she had bought and they have to spend time together because he's renovating her home and she decides to give him a chance even though it's like a white man i'm not supposed to Oh, yeah, you're you're objectively attractive. Right. But I'm supposed to feel bad about wanting to date you. I'm like, what? Sorry. When do Mm. black men ever feel bad? Anyways, they never do. But that's, that's not that's not the topic. topic. That's, that's not the true. topic. I, I, I can't help but want to point like, why is it bad to want to date somebody who's just fine? I yeah, mean, fine. He was fine. So the point of, I'm getting to is that they there's a part where they finally enter into a relationship. I think they've moved in together. I don't remember, but they're mm. fully together. And so they're like grocery shopping after work one day or something. And she's like complaining about her job. And she, you know, she's this high powered black woman who's at a top position. And of course, the narrative is that she's with a bunch of white men mm-hmm. who she works with. So she's complaining about them. And she's like, you know how it is, though, all these white men that I'm working with. And he just quietly goes. You know, like, do you have to make it about that every time or something like that? Where he basically was like, is it that like, do you have to, you know, make it about that? And she blew up on him, of course, because she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, of course it is like racism is an everyday thing. I deal with aggressions are every day. He was like, I know I'm not saying like that's not true, but like you talk about a lot. (laughs) I'm misquoting the movie, but that was the vibe was he was just like, you are always talking about this. Wow. That's the best example. But I wanted to bring up <laughs> I, I don't want to be in a relationship where I complain about white people and stuff. Like I want to complain about white people, but I don't want it to be an everyday thing. Cause it's right. like you are going to have to live with white people every day of your life. Mm-hmm. So pick the things that you let get under your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, like if there are certain things about white people like that 
I, you know, I don't know how to explain this better. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be I do. person who every day is like, you know how white people are. White people be doing this. White people are going to white. White people this. Oh, of course she got that. She's white. Like, I don't like that energy in my life. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to carry it into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of black people want to be with other black people because they want to be able to commiserate about right. like, white people and racism. And no matter who I end up with or get with, I don't want that to be the center or a, a recurring theme in our relationship. Right. Because I don't want to center white people in my life. They're centered everywhere else. They don't need to be centered in my life. I, I can... don't want to center conflict or right. struggle mm-hmm. or un- what is it called? Unfairness? Disequality? Disequality. Disequality. That's a title. <laughs> no. <laughs> disequality. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I say stuff wrong all the time. Like someone listening is like, she got a patient for real, but that's fine. <laughs> but you, I, I hope my point is coming across clear. No, it like, is. I just don't want to center struggle and be complaining. I know I've been told I complain a lot. I want to not. I want to live a soft life where I don't mm-hmm. complain very much mm-hmm. because I just want to live with ease. Yes. Yes. I come. Uh, percent agree and you also want to be with somebody who is like oh yeah they just get it so i don't have to bring it up all the time we just are on the same just mm-hmm. like this is garbage but yeah i just think that that's something that like i think you could even speak to the larger i guess millennial gen z space that like our generation is kind of moving in the direction as a whole kind of being like i'm not going to stay at a job that i don't like for 20 years like if it's not affording me anything i'm not going to you know deal with this disrespect if i don't have to i always can leave because i deserve like a good life and i feel like i agree with that too that's kind of like where i'm at with things and i also wanted to talk about okay that's true the difference between living a soft life and then like militant independence i made up the term militant independence is basically like the idea that like well i've always done everything by myself i can always do everything by myself and i don't need to live a soft life because i got it like that and i'm independent and i got it all for myself and because that's like when i think about the critiques or when i hear the critiques of soft life it's that it's like but isn't aren't things worth having in life worth putting in the hard work and it's like i had to do it so why can't you do it and i was wondering if that's anything that you've ever had to experience or like your thoughts on militant independence is like the anti-soft life i'm not really seeing what independence has to do with soft life mm-hmm. what in independence what in soft life says that you have to do it alone or not let other people in i think just kind of not expecting things to be easy that's like that independence. Like I had to do it all by myself in order to get to this point. And it was hard, but I still did it as opposed to like, oh, I live an easy restorative life and things were easy for me. And if I got help, that's okay. I think uh, valuing hard work is some sort of Stockholm syndrome where mm. you have to give it a reason, you know, like you, you, uh, you didn't want to go through it the hard way you had to. And so now that you're out of it, you might still be in it. You have to be like, and I'm happy I did because mm. there was a reason for that. It made me who I am today. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, a lot of people in life don't work that hard and they're still happy. I mean, but I, again, it's just this thing that people, they need to feel like there was a reason for it, why mm-hmm. they had to struggle. And it made me this. And I do know that a lot of people who grew up and had things handed to them, they are awful people. Right. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with finding the in-between where at one point you worked hard and now you don't. And you you don't mm-hmm. care to work hard again and you don't mind being around other people who don't really work that hard. I also just don't like the idea of saying 
that soft life means you don't work hard. Yeah. I think if you have a job, you're working hard. You're working hard. Point. Yeah. Soft life is not like you're given everything hand and foot. And it's actually a little different than like, well, actually, let me not say it's different than black girl luxury, but I think it's different in the sense it's like, I should have, I deserve a good quality of life regardless. By me right. breathing, I deserve a good quality of life. But I think it is different than black girl luxury because black girl luxury, if I'm not mistaken, it's all about designer labels and showing off like high end things. Whereas soft life is just saying I have a right to good quality. Mm. So if I have, you know, like an expensive, like a shirt, a white T-shirt from Banana Republic that costs thirty dollars, that's not black woman luxury. But that's not the Walsh, the Walmart 12 pack. You know, twenty three ninety nine. You know, so like that's what I think. A soft life is if I need to go into Target and get something that's more expensive than it would be somewhere else, mm-hmm. but I'm getting it because it's convenient or it's good quality. I can get it. Like I don't right. have to think about oh, what's the best deal. And you know, I grew up in a family where like we were very concerned about that's too expensive. I can get it cheaper somewhere else. Right. And soft life to me means no, I can just get it here because mm-hmm. I don't care if it's cheaper somewhere else. I'm right. not looking for a deal here. With Black Girl Luxury, I think it depends on who is using that term and who's applying it because I think there are people who are using it to be like, okay, this is my justification for going into debt for buying a bunch of designer bags and showing them off and hashtagging Black Girl Luxury. And I still like Black Girl Luxury for the like representation of seeing like Black girls doing like nice luxury things within your means. And Black Girl Luxury doesn't necessarily have to be like dripped out in designer. But I think it also depends and some people also use it for influencer status and stuff too but yeah that's basically like what i wanted to share and i wanted to leave anyone who's listening to this um to just if you haven't heard of soft life look it up i feel like it benefits everybody especially people who just historically have been marginalized and underrepresented honestly like if you just have your boundaries and just present yourself in a way that's like yeah i'm not doing that because it's not gonna and it doesn't benefit you it's just more work for yourself because people expect you to do more work like working longer hours than you need to be don't do it hashtag soft life do you have a deep think this week actually don't i haven't been thinking at all it's been nice <laughs> that is the deep think <laughs> to take a break from thinking yes don't think did i have anything on my mind this week what did i do this week i literally don't know what i did i know the week went by so fast um I, how about this i think it's really important to I'll talk about the four agreements and how it's really taught me how to not take things personally, even though I still do. It's just good to remember that people don't make their decisions based off of you personally. Oh, I have a better one. This one is based off of a listener letter. So I'm going to cut that shit out then. (laughs) Scrap it. Here's a new one. There was a listener letter on the read this week. That was this woman who was like, I've been dating this guy for four months. It's been really well. We've spent a lot of time together. You know, we we do what couples do. It's been mm-hmm. going great. So, you know, and we both kind of marveled at how natural it just feels. So one mm-hmm. day she had said to him, we're basically like kind of in a relationship. And he froze and went, oh, huh. I need some time to think about that. So a few weeks passed by and he never said anything else about that. So she brought it up. Like, so Mm -hmm. what do you think Mm -hmm. about that? And he out of nowhere was like, I've been communicating with my ex-girlfriend and, you know, I'm just, you know, we're not getting back together, but I just, I need some time to think and, you know, just figure some things out. And after a week, she still hadn't heard from him. And so she was basically like, what should I do? What does Mm -hmm. that mean? Mm -hmm. And they were like, hang it up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Period. It's it's done. He's made his choice. What does he need to think about? 
he's thinking about getting back with her. That's what he mm-hmm. really wants to do. And it made me think about my own situation and then about a friend's situation. And it made me think about how often this happens to women who date men. At least mm-hmm. I can't speak to the women who date women um, on this, but mm-hmm. you spend time with somebody and you get really comfortable with this guy. And then as soon as you voice how comfortable you are or how it's kind of like a relationship or like where are we headed, all of a sudden it's thrown off kilter mm-hmm. and he freaks out and he's like, Ooh. and then you find out, oh, I actually just got out of a relationship and I'm not sure. And I just want to say that shit is so unfair. <laughs> it is mm-hmm. so unfair not to be completely transparent upfront mm-hmm. right. about, look, I'm not going to be looking for a relationship. I actually got out of one. You know, I'm not ready to commit to somebody new. I just, if you want to hang out and have fun and basically just, you know, never ask me (laughs) if it's Mm going to be a relationship. And if you find somebody that's going to give you a relationship, by all means, go for it. Like, Mm -hmm. I won't take it personally. Why don't they say that? Why don't they give you that talk? They never do Mm -hmm. until out of nowhere. It's, oh, this girlfriend that it's, I just felt so bad for that listener Mm because I was thinking four months down the drain, four months. And so I task women because I know a lot of the advice they ended up kind of giving her was like, you know, move on, but you can kind of leave the door open for him if he just wants some dick. And I was like, why, why are we giving women that advice? Stop I know. telling women, women for the most part, because of hormones that we have, like oxytocin, like mm-hmm. we're, most of us are not really able to just use men for sex. Right. Most of us are not able to hang out with somebody consistently, like almost every day mm-hmm. and be like, I don't care about this. I don't want to be with this person. It's Unless they just don't like them. Like if you well, just I, don't, I don't know them. any woman who would spend every day sleeping with a guy that they don't right. like. That's the thing. Right. Because exactly. it's never just uh, he literally comes over, we have sex and he leaves immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, we hang out, we've been watching Narcos together, you know, we take day trips, we we make food together. It's always couple behavior, relationship mm-hmm. behavior. So I think what I'm getting to is a couple of things. One, stop telling women, not stop giving women the advice to sleep around because that doesn't work for everybody. Right. It doesn't work. And a lot of women start thinking like, oh, I'm gonna sleep around. I'm gonna be a hoe. I'm gonna do this. And then they get caught up and get hurt. Yeah. Because you actually meet somebody that you like and you end up paying attention to them and putting value in that. And mm-hmm. then it doesn't go anywhere because you were acting like a hoe instead of actually taking the, the steps to build a relationship with that guy. So now he wasn't even looking at you that way. That's the way it turns out a good percentage of the time. Some of you outliers end up in relationships. Cute. I, I don't know that girl. I don't know right. that situation, but so stop telling women to be hoes and instead give them advice about guarding themselves a little bit better and mm-hmm. going into situations, being careful and knowing what they want so they don't waste time because you can't trust men not to waste your time. You just have mm-hmm. to be <laughs> on alert to make yeah. sure that your time is not wasted. Right. Which leads me to point two. Don't treat these guys like you're in a relationship if you're not. Don't let mm-hmm. men sleep over and hang out with you every day and give them all your time and availability if you're not his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Leave some mystery there. Mm-hmm. Every now and then tell him, nah, I'm busy. Sorry. Yeah. Already have plans. Mm-hmm. Just to create some distance. Because when you give them the girlfriend treatment too quickly, it's like, cool, I'm already getting what I want. And now you're talking about wanting to be my girlfriend. And I'm now I'm going to act freaked out, even though literally what would change? Yeah. The only thing that changes is now you have to hold me accountable to right. the way that I treat you. Right. So the right. way I was planning on falling off eventually, I can't do that no more. If we're right. together, <laughs> I'm going to have to officially be mature and break up with you. Right. I don't want to do that. 
Right. Because it's going to be hard. <laughs> that's going to be painful for me to have to be honest with you about my feelings. Right. So they get spooked about that. So the only way to avoid that is just to not give them everything before mm-hmm. you have any real commitment and be real about your feelings and stop acting like you can just hang when you can't. Right. The last note I have on that is just, oof, what is the last note? It's just disappointment in straight dating. It just makes me sad. It's just like mm-hmm. a lot of these guys out here are just really hurting people. Mm-hmm. And women are hurting men too. Sure. Mm -hmm. But like when I see, I just witness it happen to me and like my friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just get sad. Like, we deserve so much better than what we're getting. And it sucks to put it on us to be like, you got to be stronger and you got to make better decisions and you have to pay attention to red flags because it should just be on men to be like, actually learn how to communicate your feelings and stop being dickholes and Mm -hmm. like start being kinder to women and treating them like human beings. Right. How about you do that? But the culture is in their favor. Right. Dating culture is in their favor because women care more about relationships and being tied down. Absolutely. And not to just jump on this, but 100% agree. I think the whole idea of like, oh, yeah, just like, you know, be a little like be a hoe and do all that stuff like you can get yours just like he can get his. Honestly, I feel like more often than not, it benefits men. And like if I think it benefits men more because there are then girls who are acting as though that they can hang and that they can sleep around without any emotional attachment, even though they struggle with that more. The guy gets, you know, pussy regardless. But like the girl is trying to do this. And it's like, I understand if you're going through like a sexual exploration phase and that's just Mm. part of your season. That's different than like, okay, I need to do this because I feel like that's something that I need to do in order to like, you know, get it all out of my system and all that stuff. And it's okay to have a hoe phase. You should sleep around (laughs) at some (laughs) point in your life. This is, yeah, I'm going to say it. I just feel like my opinion is it doesn't hurt to at some point in your life sleep around to experience different things and to learn different things about yourself and about what you want and don't want and stuff like that but don't give it out as advice to women when they're trying to get over somebody mm-hmm. or when you it's know if a, woman, if a woman's just not like that then she shouldn't don't give her the advice to do it because some women aren't it doesn't like that they're not built for that it's not for everybody and take heed to the fact that a lot of the rappers the female rappers telling you to do that have boyfriends exactly 100 percent. Megan's not single right now right Megan will literally has done several interviews where she has told people um my body count is really low I Mm -hmm. only fuck my boyfriends and ex-boyfriends so don't be listening to these women (laughs) if that's not you. you Sleep around, do whatever, play games with these men when they actually are in committed relationships. Nicki Minaj is also in, she's married, you know, Mm -hmm. like all of them are committed to somebody. So Mm -hmm. don't look to these women as like, oh, I should do what they're saying because look at what they're actually doing. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's my deep thing. Thank you all for joining us for another episode. I feel really great about recording every week yes um even if it takes me a bit of time to edit i'm just glad i get to talk to you yes and can i just say i've been meaning to say this but i was like no i need to say it honestly we need to give joy all the props in the world best producer ever y'all don't know this girl puts in so much time editing these episodes i listened back to the ultimatum one because that's one of my favorites to listen back to you and like her comedic timing with putting in all like all the boos and the claps and all that stuff is so funny like you guys do not know how much work goes into it and if we had a gofundme or something like that or like a patreon all the money should just go to Joy because she does. Is all it bad the work. that my goal in life is to never have a GoFundMe? You're right. GoFundMe is like, yeah, we need. It feels Patreon. like def- desperate situations. I'm thinking about getting life insurance on myself so that my family would never have to have a GoFundMe yeah. for me. That's the saddest no. shit. Uh, 
Thank you for joining us. <laughs> no. Okay. This is a note for Joy as she's editing. Put in claps after what I said, all the praise, because that's what she deserves. Yes. And maybe I'll cut out what I said about. <laughs> How do I always go to a dark place? <laughs> Joy accepts you're compliments. Like, great job. Great job editing. And I'm like, GoFundMe's are really desperate. I think I'm going to get life insurance, you know, in case I die. <laughs> like, jeez. Lighten up. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.